Welcome to Life on My Terms, a podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and take charge of your life. In the podcast, I sit down with experts in health and wellness, all the way to relationship, career, and life advice. My goal for each episode is to empower you to be your best self, become 1% better every day, and achieve everything you want in this thing called life. You can do this. Now it's time to believe in yourself and build your life on your terms. Let's go. Welcome back. Life on my terms. Your host, Amy Mongeta. I'm here. Uh, We had a week off last week because I have been um, getting some health I don't know. It's like an enigma, I suppose. I've been an enigma to doctors. So I've been getting some health tests and all done. And so last week, um, I just had to sort of throw in the towel and go to a ton of doctors, tons of blood draws, um, one step closer, I guess, each and every day. So that is why we did not have an episode, but that's okay. I'll make up for it this week. Um, We are actually, I guess, in the spirit of gosh, talking about um, health and all of that, you know, I think it's been so interesting for me as I've approached my 40s. um, It's been this strange experience. Like I was 40 for a few days and suddenly just, you know, everything just wasn't right anymore. And, um, you know, I I don't think we're actually prepared for the changes in hormones and, you know, different changes that we're going to go through. And so um, I was really lucky to sit down with um, Katie Whalen, actually, um, who is the founder of Joy Women's Wellness. And she started Joy because she knew she wasn't alone. Here I am telling you uh, all about myself in entering 40s and just overall women's wellness. I've been to the doctor and getting so many blood draws lately, but um, she had a long journey through infertility, uh, miscarriages, IVF, and finally giving birth to her little boy left her feeling fatigued, hormonal, overweight, and struggling with brain fog. And so she searched for a holistic solution that would help her to feel more like herself again. And that's when she learned about hormone optimization and peptide therapies. But the only problem was, is they were so hard to come by. And so after both um, she and her husband began to experience amazing results with both peptides and hormones, she knew she had to share them with women everywhere. And so she created Joy. And Joy is a place, by the way, it's J-O-I, is a place where women can find answers, manage their health holistically, and truly start to feel like themselves again looking better too, I guess, is a added bonus that she, she does mention. Um, but like we have to be advocates for ourselves. And so today's conversation with Katie is going to show you just that it's such an impactful, um, conversation of experiences and solutions. And so, um, I guess let's just jump in and get all the details. Katie, welcome to Life on My Terms podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. 
I am so excited to be here. Thank you, Amy. Oh, yes. The <laughs> listeners are in for a treat. Before we get started, though, please let them know a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I am a mama and I have two little ones, two and five. And we actually just um, relocated our family from Denver to Nashville. So we are settling into the music city. Okay. <laughs> and my husband and I run a health and wellness business together. And, you know, he focuses more on the men's side, which he started first based on his experiences. And that's called Blokes. And then I started Joy a little bit later based off of my own self needing help um, after getting my own help and then realizing I think so many other women are like me. So Joy is a little bit uh, newer and it's it's my passion project. Oh my gosh, I love this. And I'm going to have to ask you to tell us a little bit about the story that led you to Joy Women's Wellness as your company. Yeah, well, like I said, it was actually first started with me and my husband. I threatened him with divorce because um, we were newly married I, and I was 35. So I was, you know, ready to start that family. And we had some real hardships and with our fertility journey, some real heartbreak. It caused a lot of stress. And we didn't know it at the time, but my husband's hormones got messed up from that. His testosterone actually tanked. Um, so, it, at, you know, and this was at a time when I was trying to start our family. So it really created a lot of problems in our marriage. Um, his total lack of sex drive, his lack of motivation, all of it. And so he actually you know, it took a long time, but he actually got help for himself first. He went to several doctors that said, you're normal and sent him home. And, you know, finally the third doctor, he was able to get some help, but that changed his life so much that he then saw the opportunity to help other men. And he's been in healthcare his whole career. So he, he's, he started that and I was not paying attention. I was like, go enjoy, you know, good luck. I was, you know, creating my family. And so once I was done with that, though, you know, I had four miscarriages, I did IVF, yeah. I did all the things, you know, and so many women I know go through that, too. Um, but then I had two babies and I was like, all right, who am I now? Like, I don't have the energy anymore to even look after these babies that I wanted <laughs> so badly. So, you know, that's when I was like, I need help. And I was lucky enough to get it through the men's side that my husband had created. But then once I actually got the results and like started optimizing my hormones, started like seeing what's going on in my labs, using peptides. I was, I was really blown away at, at the help that it gave me and at what I was able to feel like. I didn't know I was going to be able to feel that good again. So um, that's when I was like, let's do it. Let's, let's serve other women. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it's just wild how I mean, we are starting to get some information, but it's almost like you enter your 40s and suddenly you just don't even know what to expect. Um, and I, I'm 41 going on 42 and I just, I already started to feel like the changes in my hormones and whatnot. And it, it's been so hard in the, the traditional medical um, sense mm -hmm. to like bring these sort of weird symptoms that are coming out of nowhere now, right? Like just the simple changes in the way Way that like I feel when I exercise, the the bloating, the the feeling hot, like right. all the time, including at night, and just um, there's all these things, and so you know they're always just like, oh well, you're in your 40s now, but it's like okay, there's got to be more to this, like there's got to be a way to somewhat feel normal here a little bit anyway, and so yeah. I'm really grateful to you for starting something that can help so many women when we are in these like 
40s um, because <laughs> in, I, in quotes, tells you. I love it in the 40s air quotes yeah. they maybe don't exist but I, <laughs> no I I mean I that is a way to look at it like it is normal to start to yeah. not feel as good I mean it, it is normal to to age and it's normal to do all that but the question is like do you want to just accept that and and if you do then that's fine that's your path but but really there are real changes happening. And I think that women should at the very least just know about them and be warned and know that there's all sorts of options to to help. And maybe it's just simple lifestyle changes. Like you decide, but like there are a lot of different tools that you can use to feel better. And I knew for myself, I, I wanted to feel better. It feels so good to feel good. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. So, yeah. um, okay. So I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about what some of those hormone changes are and how they're going to affect women as they enter into their 40s. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that usually happens, you know, in perimenopause, which is the 10 years before menopause, um, is really our progesterone starts to decline. And that is our hormone that helps with mood and anxiety and, you know, racing thoughts at three in the morning, um, <laughs> which so, I mean, that's kind of one of the first things I feel like women come, come to me and be like, I don't know, I just don't feel great and I'm not sleeping and I don't know why I'm like stressed about everything. Like for me, I, I could feel like my anxiety on things that I was never anxious before about. Like I was just thinking of all these dangers for me and my kids and like yes. e even like getting on an airplane was harder. Yes. And so it's like those little things like drive you crazy. It's like catastrophic thinking <laughs> suddenly, you know? Yeah. Totally. So that's progesterone declining. And and actually, I, I read a study that was talking about our use of um, antidepressants doubles when we get into our 40s and 50s from our 20s. Wow. Huh. It's your hormone changing. And there's other things you can do besides, you know, getting on an antidepressant. Wow, that's wild. Um, anything else that we might have um, starting to take shape besides, I mean, that that's so interesting that you bring that up because I specifically remember <laughs> suddenly having like, I'm suddenly scared of roller coasters, <laughs> yes. not wanting to go in the ocean for an open water swim because like all these things could go wrong. I'm like, what am I bring to this level, you know? Yeah, it's intense. You're like, all of a sudden you're like a, a crazy old, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Me in a weird bubble, but anything else we can um, maybe notice? I, I think um, that that to me is one of those abnormal ones where you would like, in the traditional sense of medicine, you'd be like, "Oh, I am having anxiety, so now I'm going to go seek a, I'm going to go seek like talk therapy or mm -hmm. go see a psychiatrist." Is there anything else that we might be experiencing that's similar to that that could be related to the changes in our hormones? Yeah. Well, the other thing about so progesterone and estrogen actually. Um, counteract each other. They're like yin and yang. So you have to have the right balance. So once our progesterone declines, then our estrogen tends to go up. So that causes all kinds of things too, like um, more fibroids, more uterine fibroids, breast fibroids, tenderness, hot flashes, um, <laughs> irritability, um, you know, too. Um, and then the other thing I think that happens that we don't talk about enough is like in general, our testosterone also decreases. Mm -hmm. Um, and that 
is because we age, but then it's also because of all of our environmental things that happen and the medications we take, like the birth control pill or, or the SSRIs or all those things kind of affect our testosterone levels. So that you'll start feeling definitely low libido is kind of another normal thing that happens to us. Um, more brain fog um, and testosterone is actually a, an anti, a natural anti-inflammatory. So you might notice, you know, inflammation and inflammation markers being off. Um, so yeah, all those things, it's a ton of things. Wow. There's, there's the, the weight gain, you know, also around the middle when your, you know, estrogen yeah. declines, that's pretty common too. And just, you know, not things that you do or things that you're used to doing, like don't work for you anymore is a big sign that your hormones are, are shifting. Wow. That's so incredible. And I guess for someone who helps folks break out of burnout, um, you know, cortisol on the rise probably is not a good combination in what you've also mentioned, also having the cortisol yeah. levels through the roof. Um, but I did want to touch on birth control and like, I'm just asking your thoughts on it. I'm, I'm not quite sure, you know, you probably, if you don't have the answer, that's fine. But I, um, I actually, I think when I was 34, um, I am a pretty avid runner. And so mm -hmm. I actually had a race that fell on, unfortunately, a period day. It was like mm -hmm. two days into my period. And I ended up getting like head to toe, um, tiny little cramps everywhere. And so when I went to the doctor, she was like, well, your electrolytes were probably out. This is probably correlated to your period. So now we're going to put you on birth control and never let you get your period. We're going to have you take the birth control pills back to back. And so no letting your body regulate the period, right? So that's 34. Just now at 41, um, I'm experiencing so many things that you mentioned. And I finally was like at the, finally went to the, the GYN uh, a month ago and said, Hey, don't you think I should get my period? Like, don't you think after all this time, like I should just get my period? And she's like, well, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I, I tapered off the birth control pills. I've never felt so much better just getting off of those pills and having like the heaviest period. Mm. And so I wonder what your thoughts are about like taking the birth control pills later as we're heading into our 40s. I mean, I don't know. It just it, it feels so great to be off them. So I was just like, let me just ask her what she's good for you. About. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you what I think. I am not a doctor, so I will not. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But I, I personally, like I've always been more on the natural side of things. And I, and I took the pill for, you know, gosh, 16, 17 years. And I, 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 I find it like fascinating now what I know now I, I wouldn't have because I think it's good for us to have our periods and it's good for us to ovulate. And, and it's, I find it really strange that as a medical community where you, with people are putting, women on it for other things besides not to get pregnant. Like, I think that if you need it to not get pregnant, then that's one thing yeah. you need. That's understandable. But if you need it to control acne or to control heavy periods or, you know, whatever it is, I, I think that there's, that's not the root cause. You're, you're changing your body unnaturally to cover up a symptom. Um, but there's other ways to, to figure that out. So yeah, I'm not a fan of, of using yeah. it that way. It was just one of those things where it was like, I was like liberated. Like um, my, I, I was telling a friend, like I have a period and it's so great. <laughs> and it's natural and it didn't come from the medication taking sugar pills and she was like why are you so excited i was like because i feel like normal like it felt good right to like have this 
I don't know, it was like a leveling out or something. Anyway, I was, I was like, I'm not really, after that, I'm like, I'm really not convinced that I should be taking hormonal birth control anymore, but well, you know, we can. Good for you. I mean, you should listen to your body too. And that's like a, such a telling sign that you felt that and that you feel better. That's incredible. Yeah. It really was a good experience. Yeah. Um, so from your perspective, then if somebody is going through these changes, um, what, what do you suggest to sort of support these changes? How, how can somebody kind of gracefully enter these new phases of life and, and feel like, try to maintain feeling like themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a ton of lifestyle things you have to do. And I'm going through this now before we started recording. I started, I told you, even though I do all the things, like I'm still dealing with cortisol issues. It's like, I feel so sensitive to that. And I know that's partly because estrogen is a very good stress hormone. And once we lose that, then we rely more on cortisol. Mm-hmm. And I am feeling it. So you can do all the things and it, it's, there's still challenges. But, you know, for me, think like lifestyle changes, like cutting out caffeine, cutting out alcohol, making sure you're, you know, lifting and weights and working out enough um, to gain or maintain muscle, um, getting that sun in, getting off your screens, just like managing your stress is huge. And you know that. Mm-hmm. Um And then as far as therapies, I'm a huge believer in bioidentical hormone therapy. Um, I'm on it myself. And from everything that I've read from our medical directors and from all the research I've done, uh, I don't think, I think it not only like helps with symptoms, but it also helps with vitality in general. Like it's very protective. If you look at what estrogen alone does for our body, it will help Mm -hmm. prevent Alzheimer's and other, you know, brain degenerative diseases. It helps with osteoporosis because it keeps our bones strong. And it actually reduces our risk of cardiac disease, which is the number one cause of of death for women because it's it's so protective. I kind of consider estrogen as like the lube of everything. It, you know, it lubes up our skin, it lubes up our bones, it lubes up our brains. It's it's very um it's necessary for life. So when you look at it that way, it, you know supplementing with it can not only increase your longevity, but it can actually help with the years that you have left, making them more vital. That is fabulous. Can you explain a little bit of a little bit more about that therapy? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it, it, it's not hard because it's, but it's based on the individual, right? So Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about is literally just um, supplementing with progesterone, estrogen, and a testosterone. And you can do whatever combination is right for you. Currently for me, I am only doing progesterone and testosterone because my estrogen levels are, are fine. I'm 44 and I'm sure at some point in the next few years, I will, um, need some estrogen as that declines. Um, basically your ovaries are what create are what makes all these, um, hormones and, Mm -hmm. you know, menopause is when that, when that all stops being made in your ovaries. So yeah, that's, that's it. It's basically a combination of different dosing based on like where you are in, in your, in your cycle and in your, in your change. Oh, that's so fantastic. So somebody, I just finished a blood panel today that was actually finally looking at my estrogen, testosterone and progesterone. Finally, after all these weird things have happened and I was like, listen to me. (laughs) Um, so I guess, um, I have a two part question. One is, um, 
what, how often do you recommend, like in something like this, how often are we supposed to be getting our labs done or how, mm. how often should we be getting our labs done? And kind of like, how does it work? Like, as we start to see maybe our labs changing, do we change the doses of things? Like, how does that sort of work uh, for each of our journeys? Yeah. I mean, so in general, you don't have to get a lab to know you're in perimenopause. Yeah. I mean, you know, the symptoms are very telling, but I, with that said, I'm a huge believer in labs. I'm a big believer in labs because I think you can also find other things. Yes. Um, if, if you're taking the, a comprehensive lab and doing all the markers, you can find what vitamins you're deficient in, or maybe you need electrolytes, or maybe you have inflammation happening. So that's like a really great thing to just test and see where you are in general. Um, so I like to do a big one once a year, but then when you're on hormone therapy, we'll do labs a few, a, you know, up to four times a year, basically, especially in the beginning, just to like make sure we're staying on track and everything is looking good. And for the first like six months or so, you really want to make sure, you know, that you're dialing in your dosing, right? Because everyone's individual and unique. Yep. That is, that is my very favorite part of what you said is that uh, we've got to, this world right now is very hard in that there is so much information. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you even trust anymore? You know? And so I feel like I have been really sticking with, um, experts, mm -hmm. like a registered dietitian that I trust, you know, things like that. Because again, you can have so many conflicting points of view mm -hmm. in any Google search. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we're, we're taking more responsibility to, uh, on our own when we're not the experts. And mm -hmm. so I think I love that why you, you created and you've created the joy women's wellness for sort of that um, opportunity for folks to get started on a journey that they can optimize their hormone levels and just overall their health. And so how do you find that most customers, like what's the journey look like getting started with joy? I feel like most people come and they're like this, what's going on? Like, wh why do I feel this way? Like, why is this weight happening? And so the, the easiest thing and the best thing is to get a lab because that can tell us a lot of things. And so, you know, we, usually send people to a LabCorp request, or we can actually also send a nurse or phlebotomist to your home, which is pretty cool. And then we'll just go through all of that, go through goals, symptoms, and, you know, talk about hormones. And not not everyone want, is ready for that. Some people mm -hmm. think that's like a scary word, which I sort of understand. Um, I don't <laughs> agree, but I sort of understand. Um, so there's lots of other options and, and stuff that we offer too. Like there's peptide therapy, which is kind of a cool new um, new therapy to use. And there's also just like lifestyle changes or supplements we could recommend too. So there's there's lots of options, and and I guess it just depends on the comfort level um, when of of someone who's starting. I think that's fantastic. I'm um, so excited to share joy with the listeners um, because I just think it's such a beautiful space to go and be able to kind of tackle some of these weird things that happen, you know, like when we're in our 40s. It is, it's so funny. I used to be like middle school was an outer body experience. And now in my 40s, I'm like, I'm living in an outer body experience. I don't know if I'm having a heart attack half the time or if I'm like, you know, dying of something. I mean, you really do go through all the extremes. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's unnerving. Um, and it kind of like happens overnight. 
Yeah, I agree. And you're just looking around like, is anyone else <laughs> feeling this? And then you get your labs and they're like, you're the epitome of health. And you're like, <laughs> did you check the right things? Because I feel really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. Or, you know, normal versus optimal is, is something that I think is huge on a lab. There's normal ranges, but you don't want to be in that normal range. Oh my gosh. I am so glad you brought this up because I was just thinking about this the other day with one of my running athletes. I like, I run coach at night. I burn out coach during the day, run coach at night. That's what I like to say. But um, I have one of my athletes and she was in the normal range for her iron, but I still, you're looking at it like, okay, yeah. you have all the symptoms of iron deficiency and you're like right at the cusp, like you're in the normal range, but you're really close to the edge here and you're exerting all this additional work out in this hot, humid mm -hmm. space. And so, yeah, I'm a hundred percent agree. I'm like, you've got to look at the individual when you're looking at labs, like, are they an athlete? Are they right. um, doing all these other things, have these other factors in life? And I think that even goes to say when some of my burnout clients get their labs and they're like, well, it says my, my cortisol is in the normal range. And you're just like, but it's in the normal range, but do you see where like, we're really, no, it, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you break that up. That's so important. <laughs> I actually would love to, do you do a, a cortisol in the morning blood test? Is that how you do it? Or do you do like a saliva test to kind of track their cortisol? Blood test. Blood. In yeah. The yeah. Fasten. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I did for mine too. And I just wasn't sure if you had a different method, but I, yeah, that's what I kind of found out. Mine was, that's what I found out. Something was wrong with me. I'm like, that's, that's off. <laughs> Almost like every single time I get a new client, we're like, okay, let's check your cord. And they're like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, let's just do it. And then we do it. And you're like, mm, it's really high because that's just stress. They're like, but yeah. I don't, I don't, it's funny too. When folks are like, they're in burnout, but they don't necessarily feel stressed. Like they, they're those people that they, um, they have a brave face mm. in, in the stress. Like I'm fine. That's what they say all the time. But meanwhile, yeah. they're suppressing it all. Mm -hmm. Usually their cortisol is even higher than somebody who's been crying every day. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. But anyway, we'll segue to peptides <laughs> because I have heard this so much. I actually am not very well versed on peptides. I have a friend that just said she started them. I take collagen peptides. Mm -hmm. Not sure that's the same peptide you're talking about, but can you give us a little bit of um, education around peptides and how they sort of impact like your energy levels? Yeah. Peptides are, are so cool. It's really what got me um, excited about starting joy because I was like, they're just unique tools. Like we have them in our body. We have like 7,000 peptides naturally in our body. And, and what they do are tell our cells to perform specific chat tasks. So they're, they're oh. really just short chains of amino acids versus like a protein is like a hundred chains together. A peptide is like zero to 50 chains of that, you know, amino acid. And so, you know, our levels decline when we age and we'll see symptoms of that or feel symptoms of that. So what we do with peptide therapy is, you know, add that kind of cell signal back in and say, you know, make that cell perform better or, you know, make that cell, you know, do a certain task. So there's peptides for all sorts of things. We have them for weight loss, for gut health, yeah. for deeper sleep, for building lean muscle you know, better sex, um, all kinds of, all kinds of things, better skin too. Um, 
so yeah, I love peptides. I think they're pretty fun. And I, I see them as more of a holistic way to like optimize your health. That is so fascinating. Is this something, um, if like, if I were coming in to, to you through joy, um, how would you recommend I get started on peptides? Is it based off my symptoms? Is it based off testing? Like what, how do you kind of recommend them? It's definitely based off symptoms and goals. And, you know, there's a few popular ones that I would recommend for most people that are, you know, over the age of 35. Um, like one of my favorite ones is a growth hormone releasing peptide. So our growth hormone is at its highest level when we're in middle school. And if you think of all the things oh. there, it's like deeper sleep, faster yeah. recovery, better skin, you know, ability to build lean muscle and reduce fat. It's all those things. And, and so this peptide is not growth hormone, but it tells our body to release more of your own growth hormone. And that happens at night when you're recovering, when you're sleeping. So that's like a general vitality one that I think most people, you know, of a certain age could benefit from. But then we have like, you know, gut health peptides that I would only suggest if you are like having an issue like IBS or leaky gut or yeah. whatever. So, um, you know, there's a skin peptide I really love called GHK copper. And, um, you know, I've I have all my friends on it and I most of them tell me it, you know, they don't have to do Botox as much, which oh, is hey. a really good thing. Um, but yeah, so there's all kinds of different ones, you know, right now, weight loss peptides are very popular. And I'm sure most people have heard of those, the GLP ones that are like the Wagovis, the Manjaros, the semiglutides, trisepatides. Those are, those are a, a form of a peptide. Ah, very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, it makes me think about, um, I just found my old middle school track photos the other day. <laughs> and I was like, I was so good at sleeping and recovering back then. And I, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll be coming for a growth <laughs> peptide. Yeah. Like, if I can get back to recovering somewhat like I used to recover, it would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, so we, we suggest cycling on and off peptides because you don't want to overload your receptors and you want to know what what you feel like without them. So I did that one for six months and then I got off it for a month and I was like, oh, I, it was amazing because I love to do like a full body, like I wouldn't say like super hard workout, but lift weights. <laughs> it's like a cardio lift weights workout. And I would do that at most days, like five days a week. And then once I got off the peptide, I noticed like I couldn't do that as often because I just was like more sore and I just was like too more tired. So that was one thing that I, that I really like about it. Um, gosh, I, I didn't realize you had to cycle, but that makes sense. Um, <laughs> what about the weight loss, um, peptides when somebody is using one of those, um, for weight loss, I'm assuming that they oftentimes might have a lot of weight to lose when they're using the peptides or is this for anybody that's just identifying as weight loss needed? You know, they're fairly new, so they're definitely meant to be used for obesity, for diabetic, mm -hmm. um, for diabetes. Gotcha. There are, you know, there are off more off-label uses for people that have um, less weight to lose, but still, you know, still need to because, you know, something like eighty percent of us are metabolically unhealthy. Like yeah. that's just is what it is. Yeah. And and this peptide, what it does is it pings receptors in your all over your body, really. But it, what it does is helps with insulin sensitivity. So as we age, you know, our insulin our sensitivity declines and we're not able to use our food as energy as well. So it changes that. And so it's really helpful for a lot of things or people that just have that, you know, 
that aren't that metabolically flexible. Um, and so I think that they're studying it for other things. They're studying it because of that for other like longevity things um, at smaller doses too, for people that don't need to lose as much weight. So we'll see, like the jury's still out on that, but um, in general, it's a really great weight loss tool. Um, yeah. Does that, um, for if you were putting somebody on that, does that come with sort of like a lifestyle routine to sort of change habits or are they able to still eat like everything that they were? Like, how does that like, cause I assume you're not going to be on the peptide forever. Right. So you yep. want to have some changed habits. Yeah. You definitely need the changed habits. I mean, it's, to me, I don't think it's like, like you have to be all in, right? I mean, it, it's going to make people eat less just because that's what it does to your, it, besides helping with your, you know, how you process foods, it also pings receptors in your brain because you have GLP receptors there and, and changes your cravings. So you're not going to be as hungry. You're going to feel fuller. So you, people will eat less, which is in general, a good thing. Um, but because of all that, we really stress that you have to make sure you're eating the right foods. You have to make sure you're getting in your protein so that yeah. when you lose weight, you're not losing uh, muscle mass, you're losing the fat. So there's, you know, lifestyle is a huge part of it. And the point is to be healthy and then get off of it. So, you know, I don't want people to use it as a tool just to eat whatever you want. Um, that's not how it's intended, but, um, but yeah. Oh, that's, fa that's absolutely fascinating. That is so great that there seems to be a better, I don't know, it sounds like a, it's definitely a better um, alternative than in subscribing to diet culture. Right. Yeah. And I will say too, like the one thing, like I have been on it and I actually take a, a small dose now, a microdose, I call it, because one thing that I can tell you with um, with food cravings that I think is really powerful about this is that it's, it's actually helped me, um, I, I guess I call it food freedom. It's helped me change habits because I used to have like these cravings, like a, I love salty food. So like a bag of chips or all the French fries on the plate, you know, the kind of thing. And now I really don't care about that anymore. So like if my husband orders fries, I'll maybe have one or two and then I'm like, I'm good. And it's, so it's this really nice feeling of choosing better foods yeah. because you don't have that like obsession with, um, eating the wrong things, I guess. Yeah, no, that's half the battle right there. So that's, yeah. that is fantastic. It's actually game changing. Yeah. Get to the brain. For a lot of people, I think it is. And I think, you know, there's going to be goods and bads about anything. And so I know there's negatives as well, but I think that that's one thing that can really help a lot of people. That's amazing. Um, what about sex drive? Do you find that the peptides really help with, um, increasing sex drive, especially for women who struggle with it a lot? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so sex drive could be lots of different factors, right? So you have to look at a, all of it, you know, um, some of it is hormone related so that, you know, optimizing hormones helps with that. But we do have a peptide I really like for, um, for sex drive called the mood. And it's a little trochee that dissolves in your mouth and it contains uh, PT-141, which helps with desire in the brain. And then it contains um, oxytocin, which is like our love hormone. Yeah. And then the third ingredient is tadalafil, which is um, helps with blood flow. So it combines all those three things. And um, I can tell you, it just, it just really, en it enhances the experience and satisfaction and it promotes bonding with your partner. So that's like a fun one that um, 
my husband and I will do every once in a while. That is so, so neat. Now, um, I guess I just have, I'm like so curious about all of this. I'm sorry. I just have a million questions. Um, what do you find? Like, is it, is it instant? Uh, so it's, it usually takes an hour or so to kick in and then that particular one can last up to 72 hours. Like that's pretty instant. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I won't say like, I'm not I personally, I can tell you my personal experience. It's not like I'm like, okay, let's go. You no, know? no, of course. You still have to like start and you still have to start the romance. Yeah. But once you do it, it really, I, I can tell a bit, pretty big difference. Yeah, that's so cool. All right. Well, all the ladies listening right now, there is there's stuff out there if you're struggling. I've definitely been on, you know, you got to yeah. go up and down. It's like a roller coaster ride. Yep, you're like, you have sure. a sex drive, then you suddenly don't. Yep. Uh, it's wild. Um, well, it has just been so fascinating chatting with you today. Any other final thoughts or um, encouragement you can give the listeners as it relates to just taking ownership of their health journey um, and kind of, uh, empathy for folks in their 40s? Yeah, I mean, you're not crazy. It's, it, there's, you know, reach out to uh, your community and find sources online to um, just understand what's going on and so you can make whatever choices feel right for you. I would definitely encourage that and to, to own that journey and because you can feel better. There's lots of things out there to help. I love the hope that we can feel better because I, for a while I was like, okay, I just think this is life now. I'm going to have to just give it all up. Um, I'm glad to hear that there is a way. Okay. Final two questions. I always ask every guest. Um, yeah. The first one is what is one thing you used to value that you no longer value? Mm, um, well, material things. I used to think that, you know, the bigger house, the nicer car would make me happy. And now that I've been able to have some success through luck or hard work, I um, I know that those things don't make you happy. They're fun. I still like nice things, but um, overall change of happiness level is is does not happen with those things. You know, that is a lesson I hear a lot. That is that is one I hear a lot. They're like, but I got the job, the dream job, and I'm not happy still. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Something isn't inside, right? We're not we're not meeting the fulfillment somehow. Yeah. Um, well, that's a fact. That's a great one. Um, and then last, what a bit of advice would you give to the younger Katie? Mm, you know, I would say you're you're where you're supposed to be and things work out. Um, things work out how they should, even though if you, you don't, might not know it in the moment, there's always, you know, something coming that's better. Love it. Um, where can listeners stay connected with you? Yeah, I, I hang out on IG a lot and that is Joy Women's Wellness. J joy is spelled J-O-I. And then our website is choosejoy.co. Yes. And I will have everything linked up in the show notes. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Katie. I appreciate you making me not feel like I'm losing my mind, but um, I'm actually really excited to explore the Joy website myself and see if I can figure out some peptides to maybe um, start using. I'm, I'm super pumped. Thank you yes. so much for all your wisdom and all of your information today. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Bye. I hope you found the conversation with Katie so valuable. Um, I think I'll just leave you with this thought of just continuing to be an advocate for yourself and your health. I know it can be frustrating to sit and feel like something's wrong with you. And when you go, you know, your labs appear normal, everything feels normal. And, and so I just think you, you know, you, 
and staying and being an advocate is so important. And um, I really recommend checking out Joy Women's Wellness for sure. Um, Katie's business. Uh, she has so many cool options. Um, and all you have to do is fill out a form on there and it kind of navigates you to the solution that might be the best. And I believe you definitely have a consultation involved. And so you'll, you'll kind of be guided every step of the way. I know once my, um, health journey is over. I will be on there as well, but, um, you can connect with Katie using all the links in the show notes. You can connect with me on Instagram at project Amy or at life on my terms podcast, or free, feel free to send me an email at info at personal And until next time, make sure to live your life on your terms. Bye.